This is Cape Talk. One of the major things that happened during the course of this week is that the National Prosecuting Authority uh, in Cape Town said that it was satisfied with the nine life sentences handed down to the man who raped and killed eight-year-old Tasney van Veek. He was convicted of 21 out of the 27 charges against him and four of those charges related to Tasney's death while the rest involved crimes mostly of a sexual nature Uh, and these crimes were against minors as well as relatives and it is for that specific reason for the protection of those minors and the protection of those um, relatives involved in this particular case that Eyewitness News is not going to name this particular person. This morning, the person who's been following that story uh, for the better part of of, uh, this particular court case is Lauren Isaacs, our senior EWN reporter. Lauren, a very good morning to you and welcome to Cape Talk. Good morning, Zane. I know it's a Saturday morning, so I want to thank you, first of all, for giving up your time. I know our our reporters work incredibly hard during the week. Take us back to the start of of the case when uh, when this murder took place and how, you know, this particular accused was running away from the police and how eventually they got hold of him and how they they found the body of Dazenif van Veek. Well, then, um, it all started in February 2020. An eight-year-old girl called Tazna van Veek um, from Kanoot Estate in Altis River had disappeared from outside her family home. She had walked across the road, gone to a tuck shop to buy um, cigarettes for um, a, a relative of hers. And the owner of the tuck shop, he saw the convicted serial rapist and killer speaking to the little girl. Um, And several other people had then seen the two of them together after after that. Um, A short while later, we, um, as the media, received um, a a statement from police and also from um, missing children's organization, the Pink Ladies, with a photograph of Tasne and um, the, the, the wanted suspect at that time, pictures of them and their names saying that it's believed that this man was responsible for, ki- for, for kidnapping um, this little girl. Um, the search continued, communities arranged search parties, police went out, um, police obviously started um, interviewing the, the little girl's family members as well as, as the suspect at that time. And this led them to the arrest 17 days, um, on the 17th, so 10 days later, um, this man was arrested in Craddock in the Eastern Cape. Um, I sat down this past week, I sat down with Captain Martino Plykis, um, and he was the investigating officer in this case. And um, he was saying how after Tasne's kidnapping, he went to the little girl's family as well as the, the, the suspect's family. And um, his family actually played an important part in um, finding him. So from the beginning, his sister had given police a photograph of him um, so that they could give it to police and give it to missing mm. persons. Um, up until several days later, where police had arranged with his ex-wife to lure him to a hotel in in the Eastern Cape, and that's how he was arrested, so with the help of his ex-wife. Um, he was then brought down 
to back to the Western Cape, back to Cape Town, and he led police to, to Tasna's body in a stormwater drain um, in Worcester along the N1 highway. He appeared in the Goodwood uh, Magistrates Court at first, and at that time we knew he was arrested in connection with Tasna's death. But little did we know that this man had actually had a long history of crimes. Um, and um, Lauren, um, just, just very quickly, um, he was he was linked to twenty. There were twenty seven charges brought against him. So obviously, um, he was known to the police, wasn't he? Exactly, and that's what's so infuriating about this case. Um, Zane, as I mentioned just now, he had a long history, a long criminal history. And um, he managed to evade the justice system for about four years, between 2016 and 2020, during which time he he absconded from parole. He absconded twice. Um, Now, Zane, in our minds, this should have had serious uh, consequences. And, And as I just mentioned, that was between 2016 and 2020. Um, in which he absconded. But in December 2019, he was arrested for assault with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. And get this, he was released on a warning just days later. So, Tasna's death, this, this should not have happened. This man should not have been out in this community. And if he was released, with his criminal background, people the community, families, they would have, they should have had the right to know that this monster, this evil person, this person who's capable of such heinous crimes within their community, amongst them, um, in their neighborhood, um, and that their children, women and children were at risk, because as we heard in court, um, Judge Alan Maher referred to him as cunning and abusive, who used women and children particularly um, for sexual pleasure, um, so so that's that's what made this case um, extra, you know, mm. evil it, it, and just yeah. It, it becomes it becomes unbelievable because um, I, I think this is not the very first case. This is a, a very serious case, and the, and and the the police as well as the justice system sh- should have known that this man was a danger to society. But so many other people who have also been released on on parole and have come out uh, with a warning from the courts and so on. Uh, you, you know, um, I, I I just don't I just don't understand how. Uh, that you can af- appear in front of a judge because normally the procedure would be that if you have absconded from parole, then you would go back to jail, serve out your sentence or serve out whatever you, you needed to serve out. And, of course, time is added to that also, isn't it? Definitely. Your sentence, while we expect, should become harsher. Um, but but in this case, unfortunately, that just didn't happen. Um, how he managed to, to evade... Um, evade the justice system for for so many years, um, we just don't know. We do know that he sort of didn't stay in one place for very long. So we heard during the trial how he spent time here in Cape Town, then then in Durban, then in Ladysmith, in Worcester, Beaufort West, different places. he spent. He, he sort of travelled. He didn't stay in one place for very long. Um, but but again, we heard he was he was convicted last year of eight counts of child rape, um, the sexual assault and sexual exploitation of children, 
several counts of assault on children, kidnapping, incest, the desecration of a corpse and absconding from parole. So, I mean, surely um, more effort should have been put into um, keeping this man off the streets and keeping Mm. him behind bars because he clearly has been a danger um, to society. Um, The judge described him as cunning and dangerous criminal who does not deserve to be around people and uh, he's a danger to women and children and we're happy that he's been given nine life terms and a couple of other years on top of that. Um, is there any indication that he would probably appeal this this particular sentence? Because I don't I don't even think that there are, are, are any grounds for him to appeal on this sentence. And then uh, and then also, you know, I, I think the defence also uh, argues uh, a number of things. So has he been given in any way um, recourse to appeal the sentence? Well, at this uh, stage, then uh, we don't know. Um, I agree with you about um, not being any grounds, but but with these cases, we just never know. Um, I can tell you that from the beginning, um, I think he pleaded um, not guilty to the counts against him. I think it was in May. Um, And from the beginning, he's been um, sort of shifting the blame, denying all these claims, all his victims are liars, shifting the blame, saying people who have come forward, victims, family members who have come forward to police saying, this is what this man did to me. He stood in court and turned it around and said, in fact, I didn't rape her, she raped me. So always shifting the blame, always denying it. Um, Again, this past week when the judge read out um, handed down sentence. He shook his head sort of in disbelief, couldn't believe that he was being sentenced um, on on these charges. So um, he's been uh, saying from the beginning that he's not guilty. It's not him. He's not the one to blame. He actually said that for foreign nationals, they are the people responsible for Tazna's murder, claiming that these four people kidnapped him and Tazne, that they were in fact together and they were kidnapped and she was killed. So not taking responsibility or showing remorse for any of these crimes. Um, we do know that, but as far as an appeal is concerned, um, we really don't know at this stage. We know that the, the nine life sentences and then a few other years it ad- added extra um, for, for various other crimes, they are running concurrently. Um, but we'll have to see uh, what happens next. That's Lauren Isaac chatting to us this morning about the Tasne van Veik um, murderer who has been given nine life sentences. And, you know, after one one hears stories like, like these coming out of the courts and coming out of our legal system and, and uh, our our minister standing up there and says, it's not only the the work of the police to, to, to fight crime, it's not only the work of the police to fight crime. Really, Mr. Minister Becky Kele, whose responsibility is it then to fight crime? Uh, is it the, the society's responsibility? Because then, then you are going to uh, sort of, uh, you know, um, arrest people for kangaroo courts and arrest people for other things and arrest people for taking the law into their own hands. And I asked this question to you this morning. How did this happen? 27 charges, 21 he um, 
pleaded guilty to or was sentenced to nine life sentences. And this particular person was living in societies in and around the Western Cape and other areas. Well, thanks very much to the police who've We've done this work eventually. Uh, the courts have eventually caught up with this and nine life sentences were handed into the family of Tasney van Veik. Um, once again, uh, we, we hope that in some way or other justice was served in your eyes. But the memory of Tasney van Veik and, and other victims like her will live on forever, especially in the Western Cape where child murders are a huge problem for us. 0214460567 and on the WhatsApp line on 0725671567. I'd love to hear your comments on this story.